You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, um, did anybody see the pool? In the middle of the movie, when Christian Grey and Anastasia Steele were fighting, she walked into a greenhouse, and I thought it was a greenhouse, and the camera pans down. It's like this awesome pool. Anybody yes. else see the pool? Oh, yeah. I'm jealous of the pool. I like the pool. The pool's awesome. We're talking about Fifty Shades of Grey for our third episode of Year of Love Retrospective. Eric, how the hell are you doing this evening? I'm down to talk about that pool for, for an hour if you want to do that. And, not, and not, we, can. we don't need to talk about this movie right. at, at all. We need to start this, though, because you had myself and Sarah peaked by saying that you... I could barely get through this one. And you said you just marathoned the three? Yeah, we did. But before me, we got introduced. The lovely Sarah joining us again for our third episode for Year of Love. Sarah, how are you? I'm so much better now that I'm not watching this movie, Jordan. Really? Okay. All right. Oh, already differing opinions. I cannot wait to talk about I wanna this movie. I want to know what... What inspired you to watch all three in like in the same sitting? No, no, God, no, God, no. Uh, three days, uh-huh. three days. I watched all three. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades Darker, Fifty Shades Freed. Watched all three. Golly. Three days. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's no, no, I'm serious. Don't bullshit. Yeah, I mean, not not screwing around. Hundred percent. It's like, okay, how about this? This is the best analogy I can give you guys. I'm not a NASCAR person. I do not like NASCAR. I don't understand NASCAR. It's just, you just turn left. <laughs> uh, but you watch NASCAR because you're like, oh my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, 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 crash. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. that's what the Fifty Shades trilogy is to me. It's like, okay, is it going to happen? It's going to happen. There's the crash. There's the crash. There's an arm off the body. Head is rolling down the track. Oh, my God. I have to continue to watch more. I, I, I want to make it clear for the fans who are listening to this. We're reviewing Fifty Shades of Grey. But since I did do the trilogy, I may have some knowledge going forward. But I don't think any of us is going to give this higher than a no bag. Just <laughs> I, I, I really don't think so. And I want the fans to know before we actually go that my excitement my smile, my enjoyment is not because I think this is a good movie. <laughs> I I just I just love it. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my first time watching this movie and mm-hmm. all, all honesty going yeah. into it, I yeah. I had minimal expectations because well of what the Buzz World who would talk about this movie and it's it's I guess position in pop culture as this soft core erotic novel series right and in a movie of the same the same temper it it seems I unnecessary but as I'm watching it I know that of course that this appeals to a demographic that's not me, but the same part, Jordan, when we watched uh, Enola Holmes, like we could tell that this was this was geared towards a certain group, 
right? Right. No, 100%. I mean, like, this is, uh, look, let's just get it off the bat. Uh, this uh, writer who wrote the novels, uh, she's not a writer. Uh, she said she's a writer. Her publicist says she's a writer. Uh, me and everybody else says she's not a writer. Uh, she wrote the first book off of her Blackberry, literally. And it was posted on a Twilight fan fiction site. We know this. People who listen may not know that. This is Twilight fan fiction. And what I mean by that is Christian Grey is Edward and Anastasia Steele is Bella. That's how it was originally written. You can still find it online right now. Yep. It is Twilight fan fiction until it got picked up, publicist, and the names were changed and settings were changed. Blah, 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 blah. Speaking this of is, written, crap. speaking of written, mm -hmm. uh, I would like to ask uh, Sarah, who uh, reads so many of, of these books before we watch them as movies, did you get a chance to read any of the Fifty Shades series? Uh, I hate admitting this, but I did. I, I think I listened to the audiobook of the first one. Um, By Gilbert Gottfried, as we had listened to uh, earlier. <laughs> yes, the Gilbert Gottfried version, which I highly recommend. YouTube that, everybody. Uh, so I did listen to the audiobook just to, just to see what was, you know, it was big in the news. It was it was pop culture. I wanted to know what, was it, all, it, was, what it was all about. Uh, very disappointing. Um, and then I... I have seen this movie before one time. This is my second. Uh, I had, I think, gotten HBO to watch Game of Thrones. And so I, I got it for like, you know, two months or whatever. And oh, lo and behold, Fifty Shades of Grey was on there. So I thought, what the heck, I'll watch it. The saddest part is the movie is better than the book. Yeah, no, yeah, I actually, that's, that's, that's actually agree. Gina, uh, so my wife, we were living in the city at this point in time. We were just before we were married or just recently married years ago. And uh, I told her about this because I'm into pop culture and so on and so forth. Movie Guys podcast, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she already heard of it because one of her uh, co-workers uh, brought her a copy of the book. She read the first book and I read along with her. Um, I have seen this movie probably a dozen times since it came out. Wow. A hundred percent. So what I mean by that is, again, I want you two to understand, and I want the people that are listening to understand, when my wife and I watched this movie and the other two, I was laughing the entire time. Uh, it, it's oh, just sure. crazy. Mm -hmm. So instead of just like bashing and saying that I'm laughing and us repeating ourselves, Let's get into the movie for an example. Okay. So this movie is in Seattle, and we get Anastasia Steele and her roommate. Anastasia Steele. <laughs> I can't get for the first <laughs> sentence. Uh, Anastasia Steele is uh, is a liberal, not, not a liberal. She's uh, a, a, a um, English lit. English lit. English lit. Uh, major. Major, and her and her roommate is starting to be a journalist or something. I don't know. And boom, opening credits, ah, oh, 50 Shades, da, 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 right? Yeah. And then as soon as that happens, the director decides to let the audience know that her roommate is sick because they painted red marks under her nose that she has the flu. And she's like, hey, I have an interview with Christian Grey. Oh, ah, Christian Grey. <gasps> and 
I can't go because the director painted red stuff on my nose, so you have to go. And then Anastasia Steele's like, okay. First of all, I would say, no, I am English lit. I know nothing about interviews. Why am I going? Who's Christian Grey? Why? Like, right there's a big plot hole in this movie, guys. Oh, yeah. Is Why would she even go to the interview? Yes. Also, this is not, you know, the 90s or the 80s. This is present, more or less, present day. 2015, I think this movie came out. Why can't the roommate just pick up the phone and have a phone interview? Why can't she email him? There are so many different options that she could have done instead of sending her idiot roommate to go do this interview. Who has no idea, right? So then so the roommate's like, hey, here's my questions. But don't read that before you start the interview. Don't read that. She goes, I hate her bangs. She looks so, okay. If you are going to make uh, a soft core erotic dominatrix kind of movie. You gotta have hot leads. You have to. Uh, she's not. Uh, no, she's not attractive at all. I don't movie. think. I, I, I as much as I would like to agree with you, Jordan. I think that if the main role of was Anastasia, Anastasia mm-hmm. Steele, if Miss Steele was too hot it would not be believable you have exactly i don't want her to be too hot but she but 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 this movie is clearly this movie the theme of this is she's an ugly duckling trying to become a woman i mean that's what it is i mean that's how stupid this is because every other woman in this movie was done up to to make it you know that, that she was dressed down that, right. that she was more, you know, unfinished in her look, where everyone else seemed to be more professional. Everyone at the gray office was in their, their, their you know, tight buns and in their, their heels. And, uh, They're in business attire. That's and, not business attire, Sarah. Those women were tight, and you know it. And she wore floral and a cardigan. Okay, I have worn pencil skirts and a blazer to work before. All the time, every day. God no, because it's uncomfortable. But All I right have then. done it before. I'm just I, trying I to tell it. you. But it's it's painting this this frumpy look on her oh, that yeah. she's yeah she that she doesn't maybe invest too much or, or doesn't have the the confidence or I don't know which I don't think that's the truth either because they make mention that men throw themselves at her which they do we've seen it mm-hmm. twice maybe three times in the movie. For, for no reason. I, again, yes, Eric, I agree with you. She needs to not be, like, unattainable. Totally agree with you. But I will tell you an actress that kept on making me think of this movie that is attainable, but it also is drop-dead gorgeous, in my opinion, in the movie, and we're going to review it later in this year love series, Rachel McAdams in The Notebook. Oh, I don't want to see like, Rachel. No, she's too good for this. I don't understand that she's too good for this. I'm just saying that the, the look. We get this mousy, weak woman. Well, girl, really. And and she's like, okay, I'll do the interview. And like she says that men throw herself, and then we see men throw themselves, and there's no reason why. There is nothing that gives me girl next door attainable look. She looks bad. But anyway, she goes to meet Mr. Gray, and 
boom, we get Christian Grey. Bah! I'm going to do this throughout the whole episode. So if it doesn't annoy you too, it's going to annoy the fans. I don't care because this movie's ridiculous. And he he's looking out the skyscraper, and they're going to have a meeting, talk about the interview. And we get Christian Grey. So he is the better looking of the two, mm-hmm. especially with his shirt off. Mm-hmm. But he is flat. I mean, his yeah. line delivery is horrid. Yeah, he, he is quite a, a dry person. Just, oh yeah, oh yeah, not not the character. The actor is bad. Yeah. Just bad, just horrible. It, it and really, then of course, oh. it really seemed like with these two people, like, I, like, I don't, it, it really, so, hold on, go with me in the journey <laughs> for, for a second here. I'm, I'm going to preface just a bit. Here you we guys go. know go. of in the usual high school trope of the cafeteria introduction, the different tables introducing the different cliques, right? Mm-hmm. I I feel like these two are the group that I, I don't even, they're just the ones in the corner. They're like the leftovers because nobody knows where they go. I, I don't, they're like the crossing guard crew. I don't, they're uh you know, they're ones too busy. Like that person who's really dedicated to student council, but not the students, just the council. It it seems like these, like these people, like they just don't have the social beat, and they're borderline on the spectrum, or at least he is. It it just seems so. You know, there's there's no warmth there. It just seems like you're robotic. It's it wasn't anything where I can't understand why anyone would be drawn to this person when there's no reception from this person. Eric, Eric, they're the band geeks. They're the band geeks. Hey. I try to be careful not to say band geek because you're in the room with one right now. No, that's fine. I was in marching band when I was in high school. They're the band geeks. Oh, good. I can call you both band geeks then. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I did the drums and stuff. I, no, no, no. These, these are the band geeks. That's 100% what's going on because they, they uh, don't fit. They're in their own world. They're in their own clique. But then when they get together, oh, boy, did they do some crazy stuff. Oh, their band camp skills? Is this confirmed yeah, by both I'm of you? Yeah. Uh, no, Any flautists in here, huh? Any... <laughs> I did not camp. play the flute. I just want to put that on the record. Is Christian a... a trumpeteer then because he likes the fist oh, let's talk about no Christian. he plays the french horn oh it's french case. horn i mean yeah oh man good try. let's I tried let's it. let's let's sit here and try to digest christian gray he is a billionaire because sarah tell me why uh, why is he a billionaire family money question what? mark well we don't know if it's family money because later in the film for no reason um, he was born of a crackhead mom. Oh, that's right. So, and then at four years old, he was adopted by the Gray family. So his company is worth billions of dollars because of. Again, I've seen this movie a dozen times, and I still don't know. What Along, is he? I don't know. Along those lines, how old is he in the movie? 27, 28. Really? He said that. Oh, oh, I totally missed Whoa. that. All right. Okay. He's 27, 28. She's 21. Okay. Oh, just makes it even a t- worse. A 21-year-old virgin. 
it happens. Well, okay. We'll talk about that later because mm-hmm. I have some major oh, yeah. problems with that. Yep. So she interviews him and and of course, of course she has to say, Are you gay? <laughs> and that's when like, you know, the over the preteen, like, okay. Since this is Twilight fan fiction, Twilight is your preteen before you drive a car audience. This movie is I had sex for the first time audience, and now I think I'm a pro. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's exactly what this audience is going for. So so when she's like, are you gay? Like the girls and that category is supposed to go. <laughs> you know, anyway, so that happens. Now we're going to skip a lot of nonsense, but – Pretty much the big beats is that uh, she is graduating soon in a few months. She doesn't live in Seattle. She's in the outskirts of Seattle, but Christian Gray and the Gray House live in Seattle. Uh, with the Gray House is a tower, a skyscraper, if you will, for those people who haven't seen the movie. And um, he starts talking her right after that. She works at, um, which is not believable at all, she works as a stock girl. At a hardware store, he's there to buy killer stuff. She even calls it out. Mm-hmm. Huh, you're buying rope and cable ties. Sounds like something a serial killer would do. <laughs> you know, yeah, they have a laugh together. Um, no, that would not happen in no. real life. And then the weirdness. So I'm gonna skip some stuff, but the weirdness happens to where he can't just leave her alone. Yeah. So you say then the weirdness happens, like it didn't already start with her walking, falling into the room. Oh. Okay. One of my least favorite tropes is the the woman who cannot stand by herself, literally and figuratively. The woman who can't stand by herself, Sarah. Let's talk about the woman who decides to go out with her girlfriend because there's some people, some other guys there too, who I thought were gay, which I was reminded my wife later, who was in the Mm -hmm. second movie, who was not gay. Um. They're out drinking, and she's had, like, two drinks, and she's already stumbling, drunk, texting him or calling him. And Christian Gray's like, where are you at? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you because I'm flirty, and you're not going to know because I'm hard to get. Right? And then he's just like, don't hang up on me, like, scream kind of style. She hangs up on him, and then he calls her back saying, I know where you are. Yeah. I, like so many red flags. There's That's so insane. many like just weird stalker parts to this movie that I'm, uh, my jaw is on the floor dropped. Yes, it is. Just like how, what part of this woman, what part of this woman is seeing this as, as alluring, as, as attractive that this, this rich guy who doesn't seem to ever blink just constantly is around her and just there you know, knowing my fan. Oh my God, it's just creepy. But she likes it. Also, whatever her, uh, I guess, thought of what flirting is. Oh, honey, what is that? Is not that is not flirting. Maybe it is to to Christian, and maybe that's why they are just meant for each other. But uh, both these people, I I, I want to use more offensive words, but I think it makes me look like a bad guy if I say that. It's just that these people are just so. Oh my goodness! Uh, go back to me. I'll find a better word. Eric, 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 you don't understand something, and I'm not saying this to be impotent. Is that a is... ridiculous? Sarah, please, please chime in anytime. And this, tell me if I'm wrong. This movie is a virgin who has sex for the first time, has fallen in love 
and can't say no until she discovers her quote-unquote womanhood. That's what this movie is. That's how stupid this movie is. Because think about this. She goes to a bar. She drunk texts him. She's a virgin at this point, which we know. He picks her up. He takes care of her. He undresses her. He puts her to bed. He doesn't do anything with her, right? Everything is cool. And then later, a few scenes later, she's like, hey, you know, okay, so you're this dominatrix dude. Okay, um, I'm a virgin. And he's like, okay, let's solve that by having regular sex. <sighs> That's it. That's yeah. literally the that's literally the conversation. So the man is a cocksmith and he knows what to do. <laughs> this <laughs> you know what? This movie is so insulting. You know, like I am never in the years of movie guys pockets have ever stood up and gone, yeah, feminism or blah 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 blah. But I'm telling you, women, this movie has set you back fifty years. I mean, this is crazy. What solved her issues was the almighty penis. I'm yeah. dead serious. It's not doing much Tell for guys. No, you're not. But it's not doing much for 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 guys uh, either. It's not, it's not doing much for uh, really. I'd say the whole human race. Sarah, what do you think? Do you do you agree with me? Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, like she she will do whatever because of the almighty penis. Yeah, I think this is another situation where she is just reveling in the attention. Uh, for whatever reason, because she's she's getting attention from guys, she's just not paying it. She's just not seeing it, I guess. Uh, well, the they're friends, not hot. Out of the guy, I, the hardware well, the guy store. in the hardware store was was a good looking dude. Really? Uh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's bigger uh, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Like she's finally getting the male attention she wants. Her dad died when she was a kid. Her mom has been through four husbands and now she got this guy paying attention to her and she's all like, Oh yeah, just give it to me, whatever. Uh, willing to overlook all of the insanity, the, the literal stalking, um, right. The, the extravagant gifts. Uh, there's a term for that. It's called love bombing. Uh, that's a thing. Um, it, she's she's just she's hitting all the tropes. Everything that says run away, she's just saying, oh, it's okay. I'll change him. And that's the problem with this. Well, one of the many problems with this movie. She thinks she can change yeah. him, and he is. He knows who he is. He's the BDSM guy. He's got his contract. But she's like, no, no. I'm gonna make you fall in love with me. And that's not what's gonna Which really happen. Which she. Well, I mean, no, no, that does happen at the end of the trilogy, but we'll talk about that. Okay, it's horribly un unbelievable, and it's really the the big stinker in in this movie. It, at least I would hope for most people. I think that's what I was looking at for most of the reviews. That yeah, here's a a man very openly, honestly tells women what he is and what he wants. Woman says, oh, thank you, but I'm going to change you anyway. And then surprised when he doesn't. Yeah, I, that, that, that's movie crap. Movie end. Roll credits. Good night, everyone. Lesson learned is just to hit it and quit it while you can. But this is where I call BS on because his Dom thing is just a front. I mean, like his, his whole Dom plate. Okay, so what I mean by that. 
is they have sex for the first time. Oh my god, she's a woman. Woman, right? Because also, def- it's not even like. I mean, okay, she's twenty-one. She's a virgin. She has sex for the first time. That's not the kind of sex you want for the first time. He is just going to town on her. Yeah, right off the bat. Oh, I, uh, I felt so bad for her. Yeah, no, that's not what happened. Gina cringed. I mean, like, yeah. that's not. It's, I mean, it's we're all bad. adults here. We all remember the first time. That's not how it was. Mm-mm. So, crap, right? Remember, woman sees sex dungeon room is surprised when man uses sex dungeon room. Mm-hmm. Okay, now hold on. Okay, woman okay, presented so... with sexual contract is surprised when pressed to sign <laughs> a sexual contract. You're right, but okay, here's my thing. Okay, so I guess here's my philosophical review. Like oh. we can we can talk we can talk about this maybe. Uh, the the Dom thing is a front of his own sexuality. That doesn't mean that I think that he's gay. That doesn't mean I think he's bi. I just think that he's confused with his own sexuality. And he has to exp- he has no way else to express it. Uh, he's too busy for sex, therefore he's too busy for love, therefore he's too busy for romance. This guy's constantly traveling, constantly making business deals, constantly on the phone, board meetings, board meetings, board meetings. His life is boring. So he has to do something to give him some sort of attraction. And he says that when he was a young man in his teens, 15. his 15, mm-hmm. his mom's friend was a dom, and he was her submissive for X amount of years. Six years. And this, six years of it, and this is what he wants. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know what love is. This is all a front. And how I know this is a front? Because I saw the third movie. Oh. That's why this is a front. I was going to go into theory here and, and to say that maybe it's not a front. Maybe it's just his coping mechanism because he feels that the trauma he endured during his teenage years, that it was something where he's unable to deal with. And now that in his older self, he uses this sexual front to, I don't know, as as your beard as your front as you said jordan to camouflage the fact that he feels he's not deserving of love because he's never really had it well sure i mean like he's never had it because his family doesn't really love him we find out in later sequels you know he's just um a piece of uh, 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 statue if you will statue you know meaning that you mean that he's something that could have been bought and he was bought to be a part of the family um, so it's, it's nonsense. So he shows in the playroom, Hey, this is the playroom. So like, okay, let's call it out real quick. Let's like be honest with Xbox? each other, folks. Well, let's be honest here, folks. <laughs> I read the book with Gina, my wife, and the book is more hardcore than this movie. When he shows in the playroom, I remember things that I read going, oh, my, they're going to show this and that and this and that. I'm excited to see it. Like, okay, here we go. This is why I'm here, right? Like like Jason, Michael, or Freddy killing the teenagers. This is why you're here. You're not here for the plot. You're here for the kills, right? So yeah. once the playroom stuff happens, okay, we get girl butt, guy butt, and boobs. That's it. I saw mm-hmm. top top of of a a part a pelvic part. region there for top of yeah. a female's pe- pelvic region or a no a boy part a boy well, some, some I mean, pubes i saw 
Yeah, those apparently were digitally added after the fact. <laughs> what? Yep. You I read, read that today. That? God damn. For realism. I mean, like, yeah. okay, so this is supposed to be your Beyonce, because this is Beyonce's song, Crazy in Love mm -hmm. uh, remix. This is supposed to be sexy and passionate. Oh, yeah. This well, is boring. Remind me, we got to go back and talk about the soundtrack at the end of this, too. <laughs> oh, my God. This, uh, this is this is not erotic at all. No, not, not for me. Uh, and again, the big part of it is that these two, first off, the actors, I don't know if it's them or if it's the characters, but they are just not meshing. I don't believe it's it. Both. They are it's cardboard it. cutouts just they are barbie dolls well you know just just kind of uh, you know in the dream house and they're it's just not it's, it's not believable and therefore i'm not in it well little little just you know, Mr. Mrs. Here. Smith, you know brad pitt angelina mm. when i saw that scene i believed that that was good they were that i saw it happen there yeah but isn't that also the movie where they met and they split up with their yeah. Yeah, that that's because was so good. Angelina or uh, Jennifer Aniston saw that and said, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. OK, so the guy who plays Christian Grey and the girl that plays Anastasia Steele mm -hmm. are both married at the time of filming this movie. Not to each mm -hmm. other. Right. So they both have said on YouTube, you guys can check this out. Uh, my wife and I checked it out, too. They didn't like each other throughout the whole filming of all three films. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like they straight up did not like each other. So, uh, word of advice to Hollywood producers: If you're going to make an erotic, softcore sex drama thriller, as later sequels come into play, uh, cast people that are single. Yeah, Maybe that would or help like that like bit. each other. Yeah, or like some, each other. Just do better screen tests. Right. I mean, just something. So we get the playroom scene. It does nothing for me. Eric, I know it does nothing for you. <laughs> uh, my wife has admitted numerous times that it actually doesn't truly do anything for her, but it is the sexiness that makes her go, oh. So Sarah, as our you know female voice, do you see what Gina's saying or do you disagree? What do you think of the playroom sexing? Do you, do you get it? I mean, I... I don't want to offend Gina. You're I not. guess I okay. I I feel like for me, what I think of Fifty Shades of Grey and a lot of the other uh, TV shows and movies that have come out since then, um, I'm thinking of maybe a little bit of Bridgerton. Uh, what's that horrible one, Eric? That just came out on Netflix that my aunt was talking about. Um, oh, the, it, like the bondage. Like sex life or something. Sex oh, life. Oh yeah, sex life. Um, no, I actually want to see that bondage one though. Um, oh, but it's just, oh, oh. it's just like, <laughs> it's like you're a bored housewife who just needs to get like their motor revved a little bit. Um, that's who I think the demographic of these movies are for. That's a very uh, good point. Yeah. So I guess I could see where someone might enjoy it, but it is definitely, it's not. Like, it didn't do anything for it's me. It's the supermarket smut, right? Yeah. 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 It's definitely, definitely for Karens. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 
it's yeah for this is Karen's for for that group. And obviously, it 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 works for uh, for the group. It makes money. It got uh, three movies out of it, and it kept well the, three books. Well, three movies too, right? Right, yeah. three books, three movies. Three books, three movies. So obviously, a a, a nice little paycheck for everyone involved there. Uh, I it's wonder if two more. sets of movies, guys. She came out with, and Stephanie Myers did this for Twilight as well. Um, everybody wanted to know what Edward's perspective was on everything. And so she wrote a book after the fact of basically the entire story from his point of view. Uh, E.L. James did the same thing for Christian. And so there is a trio of books. Um, wow. Let's see what it, uh, from his point of view. Yeah, that's stupid. That's absolutely yes. stupid. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. Go ahead. we get the we get the playroom sex scene, blah blah blah, and then we get ready for the business meeting with sushi at Gray House, the tower, the skyscraper, where we're going to talk about our contract. Now, in between all this, we get the stupid bubble text on the screen, which I find annoying, but I get it. You know, we're living in the age of that. And she's flirting with him and taunting with him, saying, I haven't read it yet, or, yeah, nice meeting you, see you later. Every time that she teases him, it drives him insane, and he shows up at her house. Yep. It's just weird. Um, And then she finally sits down and has the contract meeting. And they talk about the contract, what is allowed, what is not allowed. He goes over the rules. Hey. Friday through Sunday, this is your room. You will be punished if you do X, Y, and Z. Punishments mean X, Y, and Z. Spankings are are into it. And she says, I agree. She totally agrees. Now, (laughs) guys, I mean, come on. I'm I like, would, you are like to note right before this when she's doing her quote unquote homework and she Googles submissive and literally looks at one picture before she slams down her laptop and is like, oh, I can't research this anymore. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. And then goes into this meeting asking things like, what is what? Oh, what's a, um, a, what's, a butt plug? what's a butt plug? And I was like, really? You didn't find that when you Googled? I mean, like common sense. By the wording itself, mm-hmm. knows. But guys, I mean, I, okay. She did I gotta have no words because it's a show. Diligence. I gotta have words. No, and it's it's it's. This doesn't happen. And I know that movies and books are supposed to be fantasy. I get it. But he, here's my biggest issue: don't make her a virgin. She doesn't act like a virgin. What does a virgin act like? She does. A virgin doesn't have sex with a, uh, with their significant other the first time, and then all of a sudden their significant other says, hey, I do these crazy messed up things that are not typically normal. And then the virgin, who is no longer a virgin, says, I will do whatever you want. The first time was just that good, Jordan. I don't believe that. This is, this is crazy. Also, don't just- shit people with kinks. Well, no, I'm not shaming people with kinks. I'm shaming her for just going, oh, okay, so I'm a virgin and I'm going to do whatever you want. And I'm also shaming him because this Dom thing is just a front for his own masculinity and his own business practices. I mean, that's all this is. Yeah, it it does seem a bit particular. 
uh, peculiar to me that this person who is so uh, organized and and thought into this whole process of, of who he is and his sexuality, that he has obviously a legal team that looks over this, and not only just for uh, an NDA, but for uh, um, what things that are allowed and not, like a consent agreement, like that's, a, that's kind of a pretty official celebrities do do that by the way uh i said dude <laughs> but and they do N- ndas which um it's kind of fun i've, the, I've signed ndas i mean well, for well, for, oh, oh. for relations i guess it's, it's oh. an, a, well, not i won't a, tell you about that well oh, obviously oh. you can't you're you're signed a contract exactly yeah oh my so. god <laughs> what's going on but <laughs> what i'm trying to say is is that uh for this person to um, Christian, that is to, to do all this and then be in this relationship and be loyal to her and to also use protection and to this this care. It seems like this this person who is quote damaged doesn't seem to be as as damaged. You know, it it seems that he knows very well what he wants to do. Or excuse me, actually, I had to take it back because I forgot that the whole mist over this whole uh, damn movie is that he is that she is such a force that he is captivated by her and completely willing to change everything about him right so any of that that bdsm stuff that was there before i guess we can just throw out the window now because she's the different one even though there was previous subs right before that I, i would assume that the that they also had to go over the paperwork and sign ndas it's yeah there was probably a lot of history there oh didn't and correct me if i'm wrong isn't don't we get to meet one of the subs later on in the series number didn't... two number mm-hmm. two yeah i think uh number two so you had said that to me when you were reading up on on two mm-hmm. and three yep yeah no I, it, it I, just I, seems I mean, like it is as much as she uh anastasia is unbelievable in her uh virginity going from zero to a hundred he is as unbelievable for being like, yes, I'm damaged in this BDSM, you know, kind of dark side monster. Uh, but also, you know, we can, you know, we could splash around in the water a little bit before we get, before we get kind of crazy type of thing. Also, I, you know, just the way that he, oh, well, I guess it's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stop myself uh, from, yeah, no, from no, going no, too I, deep into the, like the, 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 I gotcha. the gritty I gotcha. sex stuff, but. Okay, then I'll stop right let there. Me, Keep it going before I... Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. The bull crap is that this guy's just a frat guy. This guy is just a douchebag. I mean, that that's really what it is because, Eric, you you nailed it. This guy's comfortable with this sexuality. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's not damaged. If this movie wanted to be actually serious, this would be a hard thing for him to admit this would be a secret. This would be something that, that that he could not tell her until the last possible moment. And then when he tells her, he breaks down in tears and has a tearful moment of who I really am. This is who I am. That doesn't happen. Uh, what we do get is a lot of girl butt, a lot of guy butt, a lot of moaning for no reason. He buys her a car. He gives her a brand new Mac laptop. I got a Mac laptop a year and a half ago. Do you know how expensive those things are? I mean, I mean, like, it, it gives her a phone. I mean, know? and then her roommate, 
move out of their apartment. They move into the city to Seattle. And then, oh, by the way, the roommate is really important because the roommate on uh, a blind date is now banging his brother, mm-hmm. who is a total douchebag. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just he just he's like bro all the time, right? Also, let's talk about her mom, um, who has five, four. Uh, four step, bro, uh, step, yeah, step the, husbands. The worst character in the movie, you mean? Oh my god, she's horrid. Yeah, she's just like she's just every scene. She has a glass of wine in her hand. She's just like, honey, come to Atlanta. We'll have girl time and talk about it. No mother in the history of mothers has ever said that to their daughter. That's none. Again, another unbelievable character. Just, oh my God. Or, Sarah, you're silent. Do you not agree with me? Has uh, your mom ever said to you, Sarah, come to the house, we'll have some wine, and we'll have, you know, we'll this, we'll this, we'll this talk girl talk. We'll have some girl time. Your mom has never said that, Sarah. No. 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 Because we don't. Oh. Uh, well, she said that specifically, but yes, <laughs> I would say two of my aunts have, have done that. Um, Aunts are not moms. We're talking about moms. One aunt is like a mom. Anyway. Okay, fair enough. I don't. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, that was that was weird. Uh, I was thinking about the fact I've read all the Twilight books. I've read all or seen all the movies. Uh, the mom character is very similar to the mom in Twilight. Who, her, she gets remarried to like a minor league baseball player, and that's why Bella gets shipped off to. Washington, uh, and in this one, the mom can't come to her daughter's college graduation because husband number four or five had to have surgery, so she can't come. Like, my mom, regardless of who she was married to, would move heaven and earth to come to my college graduation because it's my college graduation. How does a parent not want to come to that? Totally agree with you, Sarah. Actually, that's what Gina was pissed off the most about the movie. She was like, Go to the graduation. You know, she was flipped out about that. Well, it but, just shows that the the mom has has um oh the sex is, of the mind priorities <laughs> not as straight. I mean, yeah, like exactly. True. She is she's demonstrating bad priorities of I'm going to choose this man over everything else that's important to me, which is what Anastasia is doing. Uh, by picking Christian over her common sense, her roommate warning her, and everything else that's saying, hey, hey, maybe don't go with this guy. She does it anyway, because why not? I'm just going to go for the man. Yeah. Well, I mean, not only go for the man, but go for the man with a pocketbook. Let's get into the big stuff here that you guys uh, would love to talk about. So they're doing the, uh, the Dom thing. We get some spanking stuff, blah, 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 blah. He brings her into a glider plane because that's romantic, I guess. Uh, but then we get to the big stuff. The big stuff at the end is that he's <laughs> I can't I, I can't get through it. <laughs> um, okay, this movie came out in theaters. This is a true story, Eric. I don't know if you know this story. I think you may do. Hey, real, real um, quick, is it true that Christian Gray, whenever he wants her to shut up, he just takes her in the air? Yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. So, um, so this is this is a very very short story, but this is a true story. Um, I don't think you know this, Eric, but Gina and I we were engaged or we were just married at the time, and we go see the first this this movie in theaters, and um, 
I smoke cigarettes at the time. So uh, I go in not wanting to see it, but being a young married guy, I'm like, well, I'm kind of going to get rewarded for seeing this, right? <laughs> you know, uh, that was my thought process. So they're fighting. Oh, sure. Which, which I don't know is the end of the movie, right? I'm just watching this, 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 this crap and in the theaters. And I don't know what's in the movie. It's after the plane scene and they're fighting. And he says, I'm 50 shades of fucked up. Yep. Sorry yep. for swearing. There it is. There it is. That's where That's... we were waiting oh, yeah. for right. that line, though. Uh, my wife was to the right of me. And I kind of like, kind of like leaned over, you know, just kind of like nudged. And I said, hey, you know, you know, like whispering. I'm out of here. <laughs> and, and, she, and she just gives me a look and I get up <laughs> and I leave her in the theater this is a true story true story um and i go outside and i just i just i just have a cigarette and just wait for her to walk out you know because like because i don't know what 20 minutes later she texts me where are you i'm like i'm outside waiting for you in the car <laughs> like i i the movie's called 50 shades of gray the book's called 50 shades of gray sorry for swearing again but he says i'm 50 shades of fucked up I lost it. I walked out of the theater. <laughs> I just couldn't deal with it anymore. I just, oh my God. You know, there's so, a part of me that, that actually, Sarah, that feels that I shouldn't have been built up to that moment, that it should have been a surprise. So we could have had a Jordan moment there. It, it would have been great. Where I don't, I, I don't know how you could have avoided it because I think that's, uh, if anybody knows anything about this movie, it's that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so yeah. you can't avoid it. Well, you, I, it was, I'll tell you that right now, it was fun to guess when it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there were a few moments where I was real sure that it was going to be when he, Christian, was at the piano playing his uh, his little soft, sad song with his shirt Again, off. Twilight. Yeah. It's just, you don't understand. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> he just needed some eyeliner and some black nail polish. You it would have been great. Understand my pain of what no. I've been through. Yeah, it's it it does it's seem horrible. like a very like a very Dracula thing, you know. My curse. So go ahead. Are you I okay? I think that, that's all that's all he needed. Continue. <laughs> so fifty shades of fucked up that happens. But this is where I get really angry. So Fifty Shades of, 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 of Messed Up, let's just say that, because I don't want to keep on swearing, um, is, is stupid. It's is clearly stupid. And I'm actually mad at myself for walking out of the theater back then because I wish it would have stayed because later on, he's so mad. Okay, so this is the conflict. Usually movies, these kind of movies have a major, hear my words, major conflict mm-hmm. between the two lovers to make them either break up or break up and come back together at the end. <laughs> there is no major conflict. Nope. He has a business deal that goes sour, pretty much. He's on the phone talking. His business deal goes bad. He's angry. And she says to him, I want you to show me the worst that it can be mm-hmm. like i mean like whatever no holds bar hell in the cell hardcore match show me the worst i am telling you as my sexual partner i'm comfortable enough with my sexuality 
I'm comfortable enough with my body and who I am. Mm-hmm. Show me what you can give me. Yep. And he strips her naked, bends her over a table, and whips her with whatever, but spanks her. Like, no blood, no bruising, no scarring. And he says, I want you to count to six. And she, and every time that she counts, she cries. And I'm laughing. And I shouldn't be, because the movie's telling me I shouldn't be, but I am. And then after the whipping scene, he's like, okay, I feel satisfied. Embrace me. And she says, no, don't ever touch me again, Christian. Don't ever touch me again. What? Woman asks man to do something. Man does something as requested. Woman upset man does something as requested leaves man. This Sarah, I, come on. I, I don't <laughs> understand what who this person no. is. No, None I don't. of us do. Well, I, I get this is stupid. I can understand through her communication what was why she was upset. Right, it's a pretty easy tell that she thought that their love would surpass it. This is the fixing part mm-hmm. that it would be that uh, he sees more of her than just this object that he uses contractually and she's let down she's i don't think she's mad at her or uh, at him she's mad at herself right this is kind of a bigger part no no i i i I think it's not that deep i think she is actually mad at him uh because she like i like we've been saying she thinks she can change him and when she fails it's all his fault because he didn't change. I, I tried. I tried Fifty Shades. I tried to help you out, but you tried. No, I really did. I tried that one moment, but let's let's go back to Bashan. So the movie ends with her getting to the elevator, and he says Anastasia, and she says Christian, and then black credits. Now, just like at the beginning. Just like the beginning. So I saw the trilogy. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Eric, you have not seen the sequel. Sarah, have you seen the sequel? No, I've only okay. seen the first one. Okay, guys. So um, I, I, I wanted to save this at the end, so I wanted to tell you guys what happened. This movie that we're reviewing ends with, you beat me, I don't like you, blah, 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 Anastasia, Christian Black credits. Okay. Mm-hmm. The sequel starts... With, if you remember in the beginning of this movie, her friend, who's a photographer, says, in a month, I have a showing. Mm-hmm. They were talking at a car. The sequel literally opens at the showing. So it's only a few weeks from the end of this movie, right? Okay. And what did the photographer friend film? Her. Oh, this Love Actually. Five minutes. Oh, five minutes. Five, yes, Love Actually. Five minutes <laughs> of the movie. After, oh, credits. It is, it is, she goes to this art gallery and it's all these blown up pictures of her. And she goes uh, to her friend, what is this? And he says, uh, I mean, it's obvious that I like you, you know. And he, and then all of a sudden his agent comes to him. Again, we're not even at 10 minutes. 
and says, somebody has bought all of these paintings, all these pictures. And boom, here comes Christian Gray. She's like, oh, Christian. And, and then Christian says, his line, <laughs> I can't get through it. His line is, I have to buy all of these because I can't have anybody else staring at you. <laughs> and she's like, what? Okay. And he says, I have to take you to dinner. Again, I'm only doing the first 10 minutes because it's crazy. And uh, she's like, I don't want to go to dinner. And he's like, no, we have to go to dinner. She's like, okay. <laughs> she really puts up a fight. Right. So they go to dinner and he tries to order for her. And every oh. time he orders for her, you know, she corrects him and says, no, I'll have this. You're right. So they talk and she's, and he's like, Hey, I want you. I have to have you. You're all I've thought about for two weeks. Um, what can we do to make this work? And she's like, we have to take things slow and no more Dom stuff. And he's like, okay. As soon as he says, okay, cut. Okay. Eric, we were removing. Okay. They're at dinner. Mm -hmm. He says, okay, mm -hmm. I will do no more Dom stuff. We'll take things slow. Cut. Next scene, they're making dinner. Mm -hmm. okay. Makes no sense. And they're flirting and talking and making dinner. I get it. Like, how'd they get there? What's the pretense right. of why they're there? Is it. They have sex! Well, oh. that didn't last long. No! So the whole second movie is they have sex. She falls in love with him, but then his previous lover is stalking her, but then she's also a journalist now for some reason. And the boss of the place has the hots for her, so he's stalking her mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. well. So the boss is, like, so obsessed with her, and Christian finds out about this, so he buys the place. And then the boss and Christian get into a scuffle and fire the boss. And then the second movie is they buy a house together in the middle of the woods. She gets pregnant. All these women are hitting on him. And she comes in with, I'm Mrs. Gray. Ah! You know, and then all the women are like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And uh, the third movie ends with her giving birth and they're happily ever after. Dominatrix stuff doesn't happen after the second half of the first movie. Wow. It's because he, she's healed him with her love. Besides the, uh, forgive <sighs> me, audience, uh, there's a funny scene in the sequel in the in the second movie. So they're dating, and they have to go to um, his uh, mom's house for this big gala thing, whatever. Um, and she's in a beautiful dress. And he pulls out a butt plug and she goes, and, and this is the sequel. And uh, it's one of those like full body mirrors. You know, you know she's looking at herself mm -hmm. while she's getting dressed. And she goes, what is that? And he goes, I think you know what this is. And she goes, what are you talking about? And he puts it in her butt. And then for the next 15 minutes, it's a comedic, quote unquote, um, scene of her trying to walk sit talk cough and sneeze because she has a butt plug in her butt mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at a party with his family some highbrow stuff 
That's the trilogy, folks. This is sounds great. Missing out on a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am so glad. Before we get our popcorn ratings, I'm I, I, I'm actually really happy though that we reviewed this movie, and I'll tell you why. So we're so we're doing the Year of Love with you, Sarah, on this retrospective series, and you got to throw some curveballs. Like everything cannot be the same. I mean, we did Love Actually, we just did True Romance, which is complete opposite of Love Actually. I would actually argue that Fifty Shades is more like Love Actually than True Romance. You would disagree with me. I know you will. But this is going to be continuing to be an interesting series. we got some good movies coming up throughout the year. I'm excited to see what we got. But we got to do some curveballs. And I'm happy we did this curveball. Because now I can say, for the end of time, Movie Guys Podcast <laughs> reviewed Fifty Shades of Grey. I have one. Yeah, this was the this was the seven year goal. So, so so what's with that, Eric? What is your popcorn rating for Fifty Shades of Grey? This is a no bag. This they right. owe me money. <laughs> yeah, I this this was this was a horrible movie. It was a horrible movie. This is is horrible. I I told Sarah that after I watched it, it was it it felt like somebody watched the the worst part of of a softcore porno on Cinemax. And and like, cut all of all of like the non-sexy parts out and made that into a movie. Oh, good point. It yeah. was, it was just it was it just none of none of it was believable. Uh, Christian's superpower of being able to buy everything, the the horribly underutilized Marsha Gay Harden. What are you? What is she doing? What is she doing? Just just, just, she just like floated into the living room and said, oh, darling, I'm here. Oh, and I'm gone too. <laughs> it was just, like, you serious? Like, I'm jealous that she she got a big paycheck for that probably for all probably. but less than a minute so? of camera time. I'm not, I'm not hating on that. I'm saying get that, Marsha Gayhart, and I hope to see you in the second one for, for less uh, time that is, more money. Yeah. But it's, this is a, a this is a bad movie. This is the, nothing happened. Uh, the none of the characters were were likable. They all creep me out. Uh, the friends were horrible. She had friends that were trying to hit on her, and apparently they become a threat later on in these movies too. Her roommate is is one of the worst people. Just one of the worst. One of the worst people. Completely do, doesn't care. Stole her sandwich. Stole her sandwich in front of her. Who steals your sandwich? After saying you're not hungry first. Right. And she had the flu. And she had the flu. Who eats a roast beef sandwich having the flu? You're right, Eric. I, it's just, there was, there's really no part of this movie that I can find any good part of other than change your perspective when you watch it. Like Jordan does. View it as a comedy. Know that this is maybe just ridiculous and, and silly. Go all in and. Kind of have fun with it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Like watching the Return to the House on Haunted Hill. Uh, or, <laughs> well, yeah. or Titanic 2 or Pinocchio's Revenge. All these movies are great to sit down. Snakes on a Train. That's a good one, too. That's true. Uh, these are Eric, great movies to, to, to bash. I have one more question. Question real quick. Now, yeah. 
this is this is this is probably a hard one because I thought about this all That's day today said. before. Oh, 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 that was nice. Good job. That was a good one. Oh, oh, happy Valentine's Day, Sarah. Um, Eric, out of the seven years of doing Movie Guys podcast, is this because I thought about today? Is this the worst film that we reviewed? I don't think so. Oh yeah, this this well no no out of uh, out of the entirety. Yeah, we've reviewed some bad ones. This was definitely worse than Howl. Well, you know what, Eric? Off air, you and I have a conversation sometime, and I'll go over the stuff that we've done, and I'll prove to you that this is not the worst that we've reviewed. I, I this don't is, know. This is probably top ten. I don't know what else could, could come to. What was maybe some of the other retrospectives? I don't know. American uh, Virgin? Maybe. American Virgin was bad, which is better than this. But okay, without the make that without making the episode longer, this is a off air conversation we have later. I'm just curious because I thought about it all day. Me myself, again, like I said, in the episode, this is no back. I, I mean, I mean, this movie's not good. This movie's horribly filmed, horribly uh, edited. Uh, what I mean by edited is that how scenes don't make sense together. Like there's no. Uh, cuts that make sense you there's no there's no there's no wayne's world going in between i mean like you might as well <laughs> I, I like it, it doesn't make sense um how can you be uh an english lit major and then your roommate who's turning to be a journalist is like hey go i mean that's been my biggest gripe about this movie seriously is like you would not do that like you would not go and do a job for your roommate just because and he's supposed to be like the hardest guy to get an interview with like it doesn't make sense that's what the movie is trying to tell us if you guys didn't catch that like it's impossible to get an interview with this guy mm -hmm. uh, easy he's supposed to be I mr, mr. Right. mysterious right right it, it makes no sense so this movie did this this movie infuriates me this movie maybe walk out of the theaters um that this movie's not good i I know what it is. I know where its place is. I get where its place is, and it definitely has a place. So if you're in that kind of mood, then this is the movie for you. Other than that, it is a no bag. Clearly, this movie's garbage. Sarah, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> what is your popcorn rating for Fifty Shades of Grey? Jordan, for Fifty Shades of Grey, I definitely give this a no bag. Uh, but I would like to give Eric's um, acting a large bag. Uh, he had to take a break every half hour watching this movie. <laughs> he I he could, could not get through. He got through the first half hour. He paused it. He got up from the couch. He walked to the window, head in hands, big sigh, <laughs> deep breath, turned around and was like, oh, how long is this movie? I said, it's two hours and five minutes. And he went, oh, God. <laughs> and then we sat down and we trudged through the last hour and a half. I believe everything you just said. The best part for me, and I knew this going in, was going to be watching Eric watch right. this movie. Uh, I, I, I think the most enjoyable part was talking about it after the fact was watching the Gilbert Gottfried uh, YouTube, <laughs> um, reading the really horrendous quotes, um, things like, my inner goddess is jumping up and down, clapping her hands like a five-year-old. 
it's it's just it's so bad um what is it yeah. i crumpled the panties up in oh, a ball have... and then i pulled them up to my nose yeah. oh yes that's that one um oh that was bad this one which is is clean enough for the podcast he's naked except for those soft ripped jeans top button casually undone geez he looks so freaking hot my subconscious <laughs> is frantically fanning herself and my inner goddess is swaying and writhing to some primal carnal rhythm Woo. like who writes that Woo. and then who manages to get it into a movie that makes millions of dollars uh, whoever this el james person is is a genius because they now have millions of dollars and have done nothing to a, actually made a deal with the uh, devil burn it exactly what's her Where's name el james Where's that crossroads demon? Because I need to make a deal. <laughs> she she is in the same category, which I know she doesn't uh, listen, and I don't think she ever will listen. But I I, I will <laughs> gladly say that she's in the same category as the guy who invented the pot, uh, the pet rock. Um, <laughs> what uh, again? One more time. Talk about name? D- Dakota Johnson. No, no, what's we're talking about again? the author, El James. Oh, I would say. Oh, yeah, no, she definitely uh, listens, will, Jordan. She's a big fan of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I will. I, I will say this before Eric, uh, before uh, Sarah ends it. But uh, E. L. James, correct? Yes. Uh, you are a horrible writer. You have no need to write. Your only purpose, because of the stuff that you do write, is just to be a housewife, and that's not anti-feminism. That's the best that you can do. Um, also, you you're welcome on the write... show anytime. Please, yes, get well, us on other so- social medias. We people before we bash their shit. Um, hey, we, we don't we know how to write characters. We got some good we interviews. Do... Sarah just said some stuff uh, that's straight from the book, mm-hmm. and I and that's what makes me irritated. See, like that is that that is that fine line with this movie, Eric. I don't think you really get with me right now. Is like. <laughs> Is like the movie's laughable if you forget the books exist. But then when Sarah comes in with her bullshit of the books, <laughs> it infuriates me because it's just like this is published. I yeah. mean, I mean, this is this is the tale of Scrody McBooger balls. <laughs> no, no, you guys yeah. get the reference. This yeah. is stupid. She she read uh, obviously some of it uh, for me. It just out of the. Um, the book itself probably out of the you know bringing yes. it up and it just it, it read like a junior high journal yeah it was it's horrible it's horrible it's horrible clearly everybody who's listening to this episode we do not like this movie we didn't think that you who downloaded this episode thought that we think this was a good movie we we hope that you who are listening got exactly what you got out of this episode, a bashing session of this nonsense. This movie's not good. The trilogy's not good. The book series is not good. Uh, just something that you don't want to be around. Um, I watch these movies because my wife watches them once in a while. So, hey, you know, here we are. But other than that, no. And I'm so glad because next well, next time we do a Year of Love episode, I've never seen the next one, so I'm kind of curious to see how we're going to go from there. But, but we are recording this on Valentine's Day. Even though that this uh, this episode is not going to be released on Valentine's Day, we are recording on Valentine's Day. So Eric and Sarah, since you guys are a couple, 
happy Valentine's Day to you too. I hope you guys enjoy your evening. Happy Valentine's to you and Gina. Yeah. And Riley, oh, we, of course. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna enjoy our evening. We've got some Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, books Freed. packed around. We're all we're all set here. <laughs> I gave my daughter a pink rose tonight. Aw. Because I, well, I figured I'd be the first guy to give her a rose before boy. Because Jerry has a boyfriend. She's five. Of course. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so every everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Like always, download us at any social media platform that you can think of. We are on, and we'll be back next week for another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Have a good night.